0: Hello and welcome to another Substance on Substance. I'm Josh Morgeau, one of our BVI resident economic substance specialists. And I'm joined by Amy Roost from our fiduciary team, who has the distinct pleasure of helping a lot of our corporate services clients with reporting at the moment. And so is a real guru in this area. Welcome, Amy.
1: Hi, Josh. Thanks for having me today.
0: Well, we've not recorded one of these Substance on Substance podcasts for quite some time. And it seems extraordinary to think of everything that's happened in the world since last December. I hope all listeners have been keeping safe and well during the pandemic. We thought it would be helpful to use this to address some of the most frequently asked questions that we're encountering as we move into the first reporting phase. The reporting deadlines for most BVI companies are imminent. And for entities incorporated in the first half of 2019 or which have elect to alter their default financial periods, the reporting deadlines may already have passed Broadly, there are various new offences for failure to identify or to report on relevant activities. Now, those carry significant fines and penalties and potentially even personal liability in extreme circumstances. So this is an area that directors and officers of all BVI companies and other relevant entities need to focus on if they haven't already. Unfortunately, the reporting deadlines haven't been extended by the EU or the OECD, despite the pandemic, which I think many people had hoped might be the case. So um, to start with, Amy, did you want to recap the timetable and the reporting deadlines so those are clear? The
1: BVI uses default financial periods. So to calculate the first financial period for a BVI company, you need to look at the date of incorporation. Companies incorporated before the 1st of January 2019 have a default first financial period of the 30th of June 2019 to the 29th of June 2020. Companies incorporated from the 1st of January 2019 onwards have a first reporting period of one year from incorporation. After the end of the financial period, entities have six months in which to arrange reporting into the BOSS system via their registered agent. Given that the vast majority of first financial periods have finished, it won't be possible to change any reporting period in the past. You would need to change the financial period to shorten a future financial period rather than the first period. So many of our clients are having to consider this, and and we're frequently being asked by clients who are having an issue with accounting periods not lining up with their default reporting period for economic substance, their default financial period. It's important to realise that whilst it's called an economic substance financial period, it does not have to be tied in in any way to an accounting period, which does cause a few issues for reporting. Josh, perhaps you want to outline some issues there.
0: Yes, so I think the key points to note are that the economic substance financial period may not be the same as the entity's financial year for tax or accounting purposes. And it's also important to make sure that you're looking at the individual non-consolidated accounts of the entity in question. Hopefully that's a useful summary of the timing and points to consider with your accountants if needed. The key takeaway is that because most BVI companies were incorporated before 2019, And unless they've made changes, their first report will have to be filed before the 30th of December 2020. As I've said, the deadlines have not been extended by the EU or the OECD. But the BVI regulator is very aware of the practical challenges faced by clients with the borders being closed and travel being impossible. So we recommend to note these types of issues and any steps that have been taken to find a workaround in the resolutions and the other records being maintained for your entity. And also, the ITA has encouraged clients to make use of professional directors and other BVI based outsourcing providers where appropriate. And if you'd like to discuss how we can help with that at all at Harney's Fiduci, then please do just get in touch. And finally, you can also include that type of information in your actual reporting for the relevant period by either typing in free text or uploading additional documents. Amy, did you want to cover some of the other FAQs that we've been receiving? I think it's important that we also focus on the fact that for some entities that aren't carrying on relevant activity or that are just pure equity holding entities for example reporting is actually going to be pretty easy and straightforward.
1: Yes definitely Josh. So it's important to understand that every BVI entity that is relevant for the purposes of economic substance is going to have to report annually from here on in within six months of their financial period end. Those entities that did not conduct relevant activity will simply need to nil report via their registered agent. That's not a cumbersome process, but it does need to be attended to. Where relevant activity was conducted, entities are either going to have to submit evidence of their non-resident, or if they weren't non-resident during the period, they will need to submit the various data particulars which relate to the relevant activity that it conducted. So for holding business, the entity will only have to report details of its employees globally and in the BVI, and its registered office address is suitable as its BVI premises. As we turn to the other categories of relevant activity, there are other particulars that need to be reported, which are more cumbersome and do require more thought. So typically for the other categories of relevant activity, you'll be reporting in addition to the employees and the premises details, you'll be reporting turnover, direction and management, and the particulars of those people that perform those functions. You'll be looking at whether any core income generating activity has been outsourced, and you'll be required to submit the particulars of that activities.
0: Thanks, Amy. I would just add to that list as well, that for entities carrying on any relevant activity other than holding business, they would also need to report on their expenditure incurred on the operation of the relevant activity. And that's both within and outside the BVI. So probably most difficult category, which we haven't touched on yet, is intellectual property business. And particularly high-risk IP and other entities which may have to disprove certain presumptions that they are non-compliant, IP is very much a focus of international tax policy right now, and the requirements for IP business reflect that. So in addition to the criteria which Amy's just discussed, entities with IP business must also report on whether any specialist equipment required for their business is located in the BVI, and it frequently won't be. If one or both of the presumptions of non-compliance that I've just mentioned apply, then a lot of other documentary evidence is going to need to be provided if the entity wants to try to show that it was compliant. That can be really difficult, if not impossible in some cases. In short, if you think your entity may be carrying on IP business or you're considering those reporting requirements, then we strongly recommend you speak with a BVI lawyer if you haven't already. And obviously, please do feel free to get in touch with us. The final reporting category that we wanted to talk about today is the non-resident exemption for entities which are treated as being tax resident in a jurisdiction outside the bvi and so won't be subject to economic substance requirements that exemption only needs to be considered if the entity is actually carrying on a relevant activity if there is no relevant activity then you can just stop there now the non-resident name is somewhat misleading because this definition also includes certain disregarded and transparent entities and also entities where all of the income from relevant activities is subject to tax in another jurisdiction although that second exemption i've mentioned cannot apply to a pure equity holding entity under the current rules so for example an entity which carries on all of its relevant activity through a branch or a permanent establishment which is taxable in another jurisdiction may not be subject to the bvi economic substance requirements if it can show that the income is taxable there Now, claiming this exemption in practice can be more complicated, particularly if you're considering a jurisdiction which doesn't impose tax on residents on a worldwide basis, but instead has a sectoral or territorial or a source-based tax regime. If you're considering whether this exemption can apply for your entity, then we recommend that you look at the guidance in Part 4 of the ITA rules. In many cases, you may need to look at that in conjunction with BVI Council and your tax advisors as well, because this can get quite tricky. If this level of detail is exciting you, then please stay tuned for subsequent podcasts where my colleague Phil Graham and I will go further into the weeds of non-residence claims and the detail of part four of the ITA rules, which deals with all of this. But for now, key points to note are that for your claim to be accepted, the foreign jurisdiction cannot appear on the EU's tax blacklist, and the entity is going to have to provide objective evidence to back up its non-residence claim under Rule 3. Now, there's a mechanism to be treated as a provisionally exempt non-resident where the evidence can't be provided for the entire financial period within the six-month reporting window. There are a couple of reasons you have to show to to apply for that treatment, but that's broadly the the idea. Now, making non-residence claims will then trigger spontaneous information exchange with overseas tax authorities.
1: Yes. So from a practical perspective, entities that are non-resident will need to supply evidence to their registered agent who will upload that evidence to the portal. The ITA on receipt of the evidence will exchange that information with the other jurisdiction So it's important to make sure that the evidence that you're submitting is in compliance with the rules. And and as Josh says, if you're anticipating a problem, the safe thing to do is to make a Rule 6 application for provisional treatment as non-resident.
0: Thanks, Amy. And finally, a question we've had from some clients is, what do I do if I've made a mistake? Can I correct my submissions?
1: Yes, this happens more frequently than I was expecting, to be honest. It is quite a complicated area and people do make mistakes. So yes, it is possible to correct submissions, but it does require an application to the ITA to make that correction. So the registered agent is going to need to collect from the entity the reason that this mistake was made, and that will have to be submitted to the ITA for them to decide whether or not to reopen the filing. Once they do reopen it, then it's a manual process for the registered agent to go in and correct the original submission. So it is very important that the right people are looking at this reporting exercise, the people that understand the entity's business and the financials and those. you've determined the position before you start the filing process Uh, correction is by no means automatic and of course there are penalties for supplying incorrect information
0: thanks very much amy i think that's a really helpful summary of the key faqs we wanted to cover today obviously as we keep going through first reporting i'm sure there are going to be loads of other questions because this is a new rule book So if any listeners have any other topics they'd like us to cover in a future podcast or other questions, please do just get in contact with us via the details on the website. But for now, that's everything that we had, I think. So, Amy, thank you so much for your time today. That's been really helpful. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Please tune in again next time. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.